Hello, and welcome to the Money Rebel Podcast. This is your host, Haley David, and it is my mission to help you be your own boss, rebel against your nine to five, and build a successful business that you actually love. In my world, I believe that business gets to be fun, easy, and profitable AF. This podcast is your go-to guide to help you start and build a business that will pave the way for your dream life. Join me every week as I chat about marketing tips, business strategy, industry trends, and life as an entrepreneur. So if you're ready to play by your own rules, attract more dream clients, and build your business to six figures and beyond, grab a drink and let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Money Rebel Podcast. This is your host, Haley David, and today I'm going to be talking about the seven things to do if you're struggling to make sales. So the first thing you need to do if you're struggling to make sales is to look at your beliefs and perspectives around sales because you can only go as far as your belief systems. To expand on that a little bit further, if you deep down have a core belief that you're not worthy of money or you don't believe you have what it takes to have a successful business, that is going to affect your actions that you take in your business. That's why it's so important to look at our beliefs that we hold about things, what we believe to be true and what we believe to be possible and to start taking inventory and bring in awareness to some of the thoughts that you're having around sales. And I just did an entire podcast episode about this. It is the last one. It's episode 13, where I dive way deeper into the beliefs and fears that a lot of people have when selling it in business. Right now, you might be feeling that you'll never be able to learn sales. Here's the thing. So many people tell me they absolutely hate sales to the point they don't do them. And then, you know, their business isn't where it wants to be. And so they start to doubt themselves. And if you have the core belief that you hate sales or you're not good at it or you're not worthy, you're going to take actions from those places. Because if we don't believe something is possible, we're probably not going to do it if we don't believe in it. And that's why it's really important to just start taking inventory to look at these things. And so it's like, do you actually hate sales or do you just not know how to sell? And is sales actually gross or do you just not know how to sell so it feels gross to you because you don't know how to do it? I really want you to walk away from this episode knowing that you don't have to be an expert at sales to make sales. You you just need to know how to do it. And the second thing I want you to know is that it is possible for you to learn sales just because you might not be good at it now or you hate sales now doesn't mean it has to feel like that forever. You can learn sales and you can learn it in an ethical way that does not involve you having to sell using spammy methods or sleazy tactics that don't feel aligned to you. The last thing I want you to understand is how much your beliefs actually impact your business and your sales. I think so many people think sales is all about tips, tricks, and strategies and overcoming objections and knowing exactly what to say on a sales call to get people to close. And it's like people think it's just about adding in all these tips that people tell you about. And those are certainly a portion of it, but your beliefs about sales are probably holding you back way more than the how-to strategy part of sales. If you don't believe it's possible to work with the clients you want to, to make the money you want to, or learn how to sell, you aren't going to take the actions you need to make that shit happen. That's just how it works. 
That's why I had this as number one, because it all starts with your belief systems. So the first step to getting help with something is to identify what you need help with. So what is it that you actually struggle with? What blocks do you believe you have right now that are stopping you from getting clients regularly and selling out your offers? Pause this episode and brained up on your phone or on a piece of paper all of the beliefs that you currently have about sales. And please don't overthink this. Just whatever first comes to mind, write them down. What beliefs you have right now about sales, what you believe is possible for you and your business, and what you feel like isn't possible. That's going to be a very great starting point. And then I also encourage you to reflect on this question. What do you struggle with when it comes to sales and getting clients? Whatever first comes to mind, just write it down. There is no right or wrong answer here. It's just checking in with yourself to see where you are right now. And here's the thing too. You don't know what you don't know, meaning you might not even know what area or step in sales that you actually have a problem with. Is it your mindset? which is what we're trying to discover right now with tip number one by looking at your belief systems. I just really want you to realize that there are several things that go into making sales and getting consistent clients in your business and your beliefs and perspectives and fears, they are a big part of this. That is everything for tip number one. And the second thing to do if you're struggling to make sales is to understand That sales is a process. It's not a one-step thing. I think the thing people struggle with a lot when it comes to sales is they view it as a one-step thing. When really, in order to sell and close consistently, there are more things that you need to do than literally sell. It's a whole process that when you go through each of the steps, that is when you are really set up for success in your business to bring sales in and make more money consistently when you know all of the steps involved to make sales because sales isn't just about sales calls and in closing. There's steps that come before that and after that that you really need to know in order to have replicable results and consistent money in your business. And so if you aren't making the sales you want and you aren't working with the clients that you want to be working with and you're not even sure how to sell, There is a gap somewhere in your sales process. And that's why with tip number two, I want you to start having awareness and taking inventory of what you are using right now for your actual sales process and to start to realize that it's just not a one-step thing. It's an actual process with many steps and layers. And that's not to say it's complicated or very difficult to learn. It's not. And the way I teach it is in a very easy to understand and easy to implement way to demonstrate this. For example, you know, you could have the best closing scales in the world. You could have a 100% close rate, but if you have no one to sell to, that doesn't matter. All of those sales skills don't matter. You have a lead gen problem. That is one of the steps in a sales process is lead gen. And so many people miss that. And again, On the other hand, you could have all the people coming to you, talking to you about your services and how to work with you and so many potential clients coming to you inquiring. But if you don't know how to close them, it doesn't matter. 
That's why it's not just an all or nothing thing when it comes to sales. I really encourage you to start to look at the process and see how some of these things like pricing and lead gen and even the structure of your business and offers and messaging affect your sales. It's all a system, using this as an example of a bike wheel. The wheel is sales, bringing sales into your business. And each of the spokes is one of these steps. Like I said, lead gen, pricing, market research, all of the steps, they all support the wheel, which is sales, right? All of those steps support the bigger function of the wheel, which is to sell. Something else to take into consideration is, do you actually know how to sell? And no, you know, I say this with all the love, posting to social media, saying that you have spots open or availability doesn't mean that you know how to sell. Some questions to reflect on to start to see where the gaps are in your sales process. How are you bringing in sales and clients right now? What strategies are you using? Write these down and even pause this episode if you need to. But I want you to start and notice where the gap is with your sales process right now. What do you need to do to make sales? And do this with no judgment. That is not going to help. Like I said in tip number one, it all starts with knowing what we need help with. And so if you don't know what gaps you have in your sales process, it's going to be hard for you to figure out what you need to learn to improve that. And so that's why I really want you to just start to go through and see what your sales process looks like right now. And if it is just one step, if it is just posting to social media, that is okay. If you don't have a sales process, I don't want you to get discouraged or get down on yourself. It's entirely okay. And it's exactly what I'm here to help you create. And the next episode I'm releasing, it's going to be a very quick five minute episode that is going to help you figure out exactly what the gap is in your sales process. So it's just five minutes of questions for you to go through and answer. And depending on which ones you answer at the end, you'll be able to see exactly what your gaps are. So make sure to stay tuned and subscribe to the show if you're not already. So that way you can listen to that episode right after this. They're going to be released at the same time. So I'm curious to know, for those of you who are listening, how many of you feel like the industry underdog? You know you're excellent at what you do. You know your skill level is great. You just have a hard time getting the clients and making sales. Your services and offers seem to go unnoticed. And maybe sometimes you start to feel like the industry counts you out. And maybe you even start to count yourself out and feel like it might not be possible to have the business you really want. And have you ever thought to yourself when you're scrolling on social media or looking at people in your industry and your competitors and you, you think to yourself, oh, they're getting all these clients because they're just so much better than me. That's why no one wants to work with me. And I feel like at one point we've all had this thought to some degree. And it's totally understandable that right now you might be feeling like the industry underdog. And the real reason your competition seems to be getting all the clients and you're not, it isn't because they're better. It's because they know how to sell. So it's not that there's anything wrong with you or your offers or that no one wants to work with you. You just don't know how to make sales. And there are so many people out there right now 
that would love to work with you. They need what you have to offer and that is why sales is so important. It helps you make the impact you want to make in the world and that's exactly why I am so passionate about helping you learn sales and to help you change the relationship in your perspective that you have with sales because I'm here to help you go from the industry underdog to the industry leader and the top shelf business owner that you are meant to be. That is why it's so important for you to start to look at your sales process if you are struggling to make sales because posting to social media and learning sales techniques is one small piece in that process. But there are other really important steps that you might be missing and overlooking if you're looking at sales as just a one-step thing. And the thing most sales courses get wrong, they only teach you one part of the process, which is just focusing on sales and strategies around selling. And for most business owners and entrepreneurs, you need to learn the whole sales process to have consistent, replicable results in your business. And I'm so excited to give you my Money Rebel podcast fam the first look at the name for my new sales program I'm launching. So drumroll, please. The name is Top Shelf Sales and it's my baby and it's my sales program that I have been building for months. It is launching at the end of April and I am so excited about it. Top Shelf Sales is going to change the way you do sales. It is going to help so many people and I am so excited because it is going to take you from not knowing how to sell to being able to confidently close sales so you can get more clients and make the money and the impact that you want. And Top Shelf Sales is a complete step-by-step system for learning how to sell and get clients in an ethical and effective way. And since it's a live program, you will learn all of the steps in the process. And at the very end, we put all of that knowledge together and create your very own system so when you leave this program, you will have an exact step-by-step sales process you can follow and use over and over again. You will never have to guess again, like, what do I do today to make money? What do I do next month? You will no longer just feel like you're on this hamster wheel of chasing sales and not knowing what to do and, and where to start. Because you'll have your own sales process, you will know exactly what needs to happen to bring in money and sales for your business every month and every year consistently. So the third thing to do if you're struggling to make sales is to stop learning all of these sales tips and tricks and learn how to actually sell. And I know what you might be thinking, Haley, is it learning all these sales tips and tricks, learning how to sell? No. And I'll tell you why. Sales scripts, objection handling, and mastering buyer psychology is not the secret to sales and it's not how you bring in consistent clients and money. Can these be helpful? Absolutely. Will they create a proven, repeatable sales system that consistently brings in clients? Probably not. It's not enough to just master objection handling and knowing how to use a sales call script. You need to truly understand the whole process that is required to get clients and make sales. And you need to start understanding that the real problem and reason you aren't getting clients and making sales is because you don't know how to truly sell. You don't understand what you actually need to do to make sales. And lastly, again, I keep saying it, you don't have a sales process. So if you're listening to this episode, maybe you have taken a sales course or program before that taught you buyer psychology, objection handling, all these tricks, tactics, and gimmicks to use. Maybe you thought it would solve all of your problems with sales and getting clients, but you still feel confused. 
Maybe it even got you some clients, but you still feel uncertain because the results weren't replicable. And the reason for that is knowing how to make sales and have a steady flow of consistent clients doesn't come from mastering sales tips and tricks. It comes from learning how to actually sell and understanding the steps that go into the entire sales process and learning the foundation of sales. You can watch endless YouTube videos for sales tips and tricks. They'll give you a quick win, but the tips and tricks aren't going to be enough if you don't truly understand how something works at its core. So for example, I know a trick that if one of my outlets in my home isn't working, I can go to my breaker box and check for a tripped fuse. That trick is helpful, absolutely. And does it work sometimes? Yes. But if I go to the breaker box and the fuse isn't tripped and my outlet still isn't working, I am shit out of luck because I don't really understand how electricity works and what goes into making the outlet have power at a fundamental level. Now, this is the same for sales. You might be able to learn a sales psychology trick or a sales call trick that will close a client and bring in some new clients and sell your offers every now and again. But what happens when the trick stops working or it doesn't work like you thought it would, which eventually will happen because you don't understand how to actually sell and you don't understand the foundation of sales. And because of that, you don't know why those tips and tricks even work. I don't know why flipping the fuse switch works, but I do it. It's a band-aid fix. It's a surface level solution. The tips and tricks that you keep learning or watching on YouTube or on Instagram or even the sales posts you keep saving on Instagram, those are all just a surface level solution to your problem. And in order to truly understand a concept, whether it's sales or anything else, because sales is a skill, it's just like riding a bike. You need to learn the what, the how, the when, the why, right? When you're learning to ride a bike, you learn what the bike is, how the bike works, when you pedal, why you you press on the brake, why you do certain things. But if someone were to just tell you, yeah, go get on that bike and uh, move your feet. And if you need to stop, press that little thing up there. Those are some great tips to ride a bike. Does that mean you'll be able to do it? Maybe. Does it mean you know how to ride a bike? No. So again, that's why you need to learn what sales is, how to do it, when we do certain things, why we do certain things. All of that comes from learning a skill. And the great news is sales is a skill that you can learn just like anything else. And again, until you learn sales, you are always going to struggle with sales. You can't post, pray, or affirmation your way through it. And you can't avoid it. Here's the thing. I'm not against the tips and the tricks either. But once you learn how something actually works, that's when the tips and tricks can be used to expand on the existing knowledge you already have about sales and expand on your results even further because you'll know how to actually sell what sales is and what goes into it. And you'll know when and where and why to use those tips and tricks. And they're just like little cherries on top, but they're not the drink. Without truly understanding and learning a skill, those tips and tricks are just a band-aid solution to your big problem. You need to actually learn what sales is and understand the foundations of it and how it works and how to do it, which is exactly what my program Top Shelf Sales teaches you how to do. 
And whether you want to learn sales from me or someone else, I just really want to stress the importance of making sure that you're not just learning all of these techniques and strategies without really grasping and understanding sales as a whole and and improving your skill level with it. And the reason why I don't believe tips and tricks aren't the answers because I'm here to help teach you how to have a sustainable business. That is my goal. I want my clients to be in business for as long as they decide to be. It is up to you. And that comes from sustainability. And sustainability in business and longevity in business comes from learning skills and not just all of these random tips. So number four is to learn the buyer's journey. Okay, I'm going to keep this super short and sweet, but this is sales 101, basically. And if you don't understand the buyer's journey, it is like paddling upstream. You are making your life so much harder than it needs to be. It's at the core of sales. And really the buyer's journey, it allows you to understand how people make buying decisions. Because again, if you don't understand how people make decisions and the process people go through when they're deciding to purchase something, how will you be able to sell to them? It's like without knowing the buyer's journey, you're going in blindfolded. So it's all about understanding how people make buying decisions, right? They go through certain phases in the buyer's journey and learning each phase is a very integral part of sales. And to expand on this and to show you how the buyer's journey actually affects things for you, you cannot sell to someone who is not problem aware. If I don't know I have a problem, I'm not going to spend money on a solution if I don't think I have a problem. You also cannot close an unqualified lead. It does not matter if you're the best salesperson in the world, you cannot close an unqualified lead. You need to be taking your potential clients and your prospects through the buyer's journey with your content, with your conversations, whether that's in the DM, in messenger, in person, with your sales calls, your sales strategies, et cetera is centered around this. You also need to be able to see and identify where someone is at in this journey when you're talking to them or when they're reaching out to you. And usually if someone is reaching out to you, it does mean they're problem aware, but not always. I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support. And now back to the show. Sometimes there is a gap between what they think the problem is versus what it really is. And being able to identify where someone is in this journey is going to help you with sales so much. So some of you might be feeling frustrated like you're talking to people and they're they're not saying yes or you get on sales calls and they're all saying no. Guess what? This all comes back to the buyer's journey because of course they're going to say no. Like I said, if they don't know they have a problem or if they're not qualified, it's going to help you with sales so much. When you're able to start to identify where someone is in this journey and to see if someone is even problem aware or if they're in the consideration phase or if they're even aware of the solution, this is truly at the core of everything you do. And the way that you qualify a lead is by knowing how to actually take someone through the buyer's journey and by creating an intentional pre-qualification process for your prospects and leads to go through. I'm going to do another episode that dives way deeper into qualifying your leads. But today, I just want you to see how this is connected to the buyer's journey and how it's impacting your ability to make sales. There is so much information available on what the buyer's journey is. It's pretty standard. 
Um, Obviously, everyone has their own beliefs on what goes into it. Instead of top shelf sales, you will learn the buyer's journey and you'll learn all the phases and you'll learn not just the phases, but you'll be able to see how you actually use it in business and in your conversations and in your content. I'm not just going to throw the phases at you because you can go Google those right now. And in fact, I encourage you to, it's going to help you immediately to start to learn the buyer's journey. However, inside of Top Shelf Sales, you will learn my beliefs about what the buyer's journey is because we all have different perspectives on what goes into the buyer's journey. So you'll learn the buyer's journey from my point of view. You learn the phases and you'll learn how to actually connect the dots and infuse this into everything. The fifth thing to do if you're struggling to make sales is to focus on lead generation. Lead generation is a process of bringing in potential clients into your business and through certain marketing and sales strategies, nurturing them to eventually become a client or buy your offer. I want you to take some time to think about how you are bringing people in. How are potential clients able to find you? Where does your business live? And what are you doing to bring in new people into your world? These are some great questions to start to take inventory to see where you're at with your lead generation. So I work with people in the online and local industry. And if you are listening to this and you're an online business owner and you only have a home for your business on Instagram or Facebook, you might be feeling a little tapped out and maybe even burnt out because you only have one place for potential clients to find you. And you might be thinking like, okay, Haley, how do I do lead gen without social media? Well, there are so many ways to do lead generation without social media. Do you have a website that is leveraging the power of SEO to bring in potential clients into your world? Do you have a free Google business profile? It blows my mind how so many entrepreneurs, I've even talked to a seven-figure entrepreneur who was like, I don't even know what a Google profile is, which is totally okay not shaming them, but I think, you know, it's so fascinating is most local businesses, again, not all, but a lot of local businesses, they get their traffic and their leads from SEO. And a lot of people I work with, social media isn't their main lead gen platform. For my cleaning company and my first business I had, it social media, we didn't have to use that to get clients. We leveraged the power of SEO and other things. So I think that's something that the online industry can take from the local industry is to start to adapt the local industry's lead generation methods for the online space. And the same goes to all my local business owners. I think there's a lot of things you can take from the online industry to start using in your lead gen. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It shouldn't be social media or SEO. It should be social media and SEO and other traffic beyond social media. So do you have a website that is leveraging the power of SEO to bring potential clients into your world? I know there's a million and one business coaches who tell you, you don't have to have a website. Technically that's true. You don't have to have a lot of things. Um, That doesn't mean you don't need them or they're not helpful or they're not beneficial. Like if you've been able to get the results you've gotten without a website, think of how those results would grow exponentially by adding in the power of a website and SEO and some of these other things. So encourage you to question some of these things that a lot of online business coaches say who've ever only had a business online. They say that to you because 
they've only ever used social media, right? So again, they are teaching what they know. The more traffic sources you have that are bringing people into your world, into your business world, the better, especially when you can use the power of SEO to your advantage. You need to be driving traffic to all of the places your business lives and all of the places where people can discover your services and your offers. And Instagram, in my opinion, I was talking to a friend about this a couple of weeks ago. It isn't one of the top lead generation apps out there anymore. It has become more of a nurture platform than a lead gen machine. And only having your business live on Instagram is just playing so, so small. You know, even if it works for you, that's great. That's incredible. But it's still just playing so small. It's 2022 and it's time to expand beyond just IG and Facebook for your business, which is exactly what I help people do. I started my first business in the local space and then later I created an online one so I know how to do lead generation that goes beyond social media to really bring in consistent leads and potential clients. And my sales program, Top Shelf Sales, that is launching at the end of April has a module that focuses on all things lead generation. And I'm not just going to throw all my lead generation tactics that work for me and tell you to do the same thing. No, I'm going to show you many different ways to do lead generation. And based on what is in alignment for you, you will pick your lead gen from that. But gone are the days where online business owners are just using Instagram and social media. And done are the days where local business owners are just paying for ads in the newspaper and passing out business cards. Inside of Top Shelf Sales, you will actually learn how to do lead gen effectively and without having to post your heart out 24-7. I really hope this has started to get your wheels spinning of how you can start taking your lead generation beyond your social media or beyond your local area. And so here's some really great lead generation examples that you can use. So having a website, creating a Google My Business profile, a podcast, using Pinterest, a blog, local news outlets, local papers, Facebook groups, which is one of my personal favorites for lead generation, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, YouTube, guest podcast episodes, publicity features, creating local or online events to promote your services or offers on an online event platform like Eventbrite or something. The list goes on and on. There's so many ways out there to do lead generation. And I usually focus on organic lead generation just because that's how I grew my first six-figure business was basically all organic. I think the whole time I was in business, I spent probably less than $1,000, maybe even $500 on ads. So nothing wrong with ads. I love them. Again, it's all about what fits for your business, for what you want for your business. Using paid ads is another really great way to bring people into your world. And I don't even like to have the conversation that one is better than the other. So organic traffic and paid traffic, either way, it's all traffic. And, you know, I'm not going to debate on which one's better than the other. It's about which one's a better fit for your business. The sixth thing to do if you're struggling to get sales is to get super specific about the problem you solve and the solution you offer. Here's the thing. People pay money for solutions to their problems. See how this connects to the buyer's journey that I talked about in tip number four? People pay money for solutions to their problems. That is why it is vital to know what problem you solve and what problem your target market actually wants solved. It's both. I see so many entrepreneurs out here literally guessing 
at what their ideal client's problem is and they don't spend any time doing market research to validate the actual problem that their ideal clients have and want solved, again, because it's both. And because they're not doing market research to validate that, then they wonder why people aren't buying their offers or services. And that's why you need to know what the problem is you solve how they want it solved and the solution that you deliver that they want. It's all of that, right? It's not enough just to know the problem you think you solve and the solution you think you offer or that you want to offer. It needs to be both. You need to want to solve the problem and you need to want to offer that solution. And your ideal client also needs to want those things. That's why it's so important to stop building things without doing market research and start giving people what they actually need and want. And top shelf sales, we go deep into this in the beginning because if you don't know what you're selling, it's going to be pretty hard to sell, right? And so that's why we get crystal clear on the problem you solve and the solution you offer because that is an important part of the sales process. Just touching on this topic a little bit more about getting crystal clear on the problem you solve and the solution you offer. I talk to so many entrepreneurs and business owners and they tell me the industry is oversaturated so they think that no one's going to want to buy from them because there's 10 other people out there doing what they do and here's the thing if there's 10 other people out there air quotes doing what you do red flag because what that tells me is you did not take the time to figure this out and to actually figure out the solution your company specifically offers because it should be different there can be a thousand cleaning companies out there in the world and all of them solving different problems. Yes, is the problem their home is dirty? Maybe, but here's the thing, and this is why it doesn't matter that your industry is oversaturated because you can get innovative with the problem you solve or the solution you offer or both or how it's done or how the company is built. There's so many ways for you to be innovative and to stand out and differentiate yourself from the competition and this is one of the absolute best ways to do it if if you've ever found yourself saying there's too many coaches there's too many obms or graphic designers or cleaning companies hairstylists whatever business you have if you've ever found yourself saying that i encourage you to actually really focus on this step number six and start to figure out how you can differentiate yourself from the competition because this is one of the ways you do it. And it's amazing because that's why so many companies in the same industry can coexist because we all should be doing different things. And if you're not taking the time to differentiate yourself and you're building a business like everyone else, of course, you're going to find it hard to get clients because your business looks like everyone else's. So last but not least, the seventh thing to do if you're struggling to make sales is to prioritize ethical sales. Look, I know if you're listening to the show and you're part of the Money Rebel family, you'd probably rather not sell at all than do it in an unethical way. But I want you to also know that you can learn how to sell in an ethical way. Just because scammy Sally teaches people how to sell in sketchy and unethical ways does not mean that sales is gross or unethical. Sales isn't about tricking people into working with you or using the perfect sales script to close someone and knowing how to overcome every objection. Sales is really just helping people and giving them the information they need to make an informed decision. And it's your job to guide them through that process. It's all about empowering them 
to make a decision and holding space for them to say no and for it to not be the right fit. It's actually a really beautiful thing if you think about it. You can really help someone in their journey, whether they ever work with you or not. I've had plenty of people who I've turned down or have not worked with that we have a great relationship just because of how I helped them make the decision of how I took them through that sales process. You don't have to force anything. You don't have to pressure anyone or state things to get people to invest out of fear. It is possible for you to learn how to sell in an ethical and potent way that brings in your ideal clients that love to work with you and love what your business has to offer. There are enough clients for all of us, more than enough. There's so much money circulating in this world. Literally, there is enough for every single one of us. And that's why I wanted to make this the last step because I really see either, you know, people choosing not to do sales because they don't know how to do it. And so it feels unethical to them because they don't know how to do it. So they don't know if they're being gross or icky or sleazy. And if you're one of those people, starting to prioritize learning ethical sales is going to be an incredible first step for you. And as a business owner, it's your responsibility to learn how to sell Because without sales, you have no business. And without sales, you aren't making the impact you want to make in this world and in your own life. Sales equals impact. It's about an equal energetic exchange. Someone is paying you to help solve their problem. You're making their world a better place. You're either giving them more time back, helping with a problem, removing a barrier, whatever it is that you solve for them. It is about an exchange. You're not taking anything from them. You both are giving each other something consensually, right? Sales needs to be consensual. And that is why when you prioritize ethical sales, you will, one, probably not only find yourself actually enjoying sales more, two, you'll be working with more clients, making more money, and having overall better relationships with people. Because at the heart of sales and what sales really is, it's relationships. It's about establishing and creating relationships with people, whether they ever pay you or not. It's just really good to start to have some awareness because even what I view as ethical, you might view as unethical and vice versa. We all have our opinions on what makes something ethical and unethical. That's why it's important for you to establish what ethical sales means to you and to use that in your business. Some other things I just want to say, and it's a little bit of tough love, but refusing to sell or learn how to sell because you see people marketing and doing sales in a way that feels gross, doesn't give you permission to not sell at all. You not selling is not helping people. Your ideal clients need a solution. It is our responsibility to show up and sell and to put our solutions in our businesses and services and courses and offers out into the world. Here's the last thing I want to leave you with. Right now, you might think that your problem is not knowing how to sell, or maybe you think the problem is Instagram, or you think the problem is Instagram, or your offer, or your services, etc. Whatever you think the problem is right now that's holding you back. Yes, part of the problem really is that you don't know how to sell, And because of that, you aren't able to get clients and sales consistently. But actually, the big problem is that because you don't know how to sell, you aren't making the impact that you want 
you're not bringing in the money that you want. And ultimately, you don't have the life, business, or freedom that you desire. And that is really what this is all about. And it's why I created Top Shelf Sales. It's not just about learning sales just for the sake of making more money. Yes, Top Shelf Sales will teach you how to sell and to make more money. But I know that for me and for you, it's not enough to just make money. You want more than that. It's about what that money will do for you and your family, how that money will change your future, and what it will enable you to do as a result of not having to worry about money anymore or not having to worry about paying your bills or choosing between investing in your business or not. You get to have it all. You get to have the business you love, the money you want, the impact you're here to make in the world, and that is what I'm here to help you do. And it is exactly why I created Top Shelf Sales. Inside of Top Shelf Sales, you will learn how to sell in an ethical way and how to bring in new clients and sell your offers and services consistently. You'll feel confident selling and getting clients. You'll be able to make the money that you want and talk about your services and offers without feeling icky or gross or using bro marketing tactics. The waitlist for Top Shelf Sales opens in a couple of days, so make sure to listen to the next episode or come hang out with me on Instagram so you can be the first to know when you can officially sign up for the waitlist. And thanks for hanging out with me today and tuning in. I will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this episode, you can help support the podcast by making sure you're subscribed, hit the five stars, and leave a review. Thank you so much, my Money Rebel family, for supporting the show and tune in next week for another episode.